Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the Greenville area of South Carolina, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. Please go there, find my contact information, reach out however you want to, and I will respond, I promise. If it goes through to me, I will respond, unless it goes into my spam uh, account on email. That's the only thing that sometimes I've run into that with some of you guys. If you email me and you don't hear back from me within 48 hours, something is wrong. I've either I've, I've either died or your email went into my spam account. So, uh, so just keep that in, in mind. Uh, it might be better to text me. Um, just a reminder as always, as well, uh, please rate, review, subscribe, like, comment, any of those things on whatever platform app, uh, whatever <laughs> podcast platform you're using. I can't talk. My brain is fried. I'm sorry. It's like 9 p.m. I'm recording this. I've had a long day. Um, but um, if you're on YouTube, you can you can like, you can subscribe to my personal channel, um, which you can find by just searching Stan McCune. This episode is a good one to be watching on YouTube because I'll be um, showing some data and some charts and all that. Um, but if not, if you're listening in Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever the case may be, please go ahead and leave a rating and a review if you can. And uh, I always appreciate that. So today, uh, in case you're hearing uh, my dog in the background, you may very well be hearing that. Um, She's freaking out about something. But today, we're going to be talking about the uh, Greater Greenville Association of Realtors market stats, something that we frequently talk about on the show, and it's something that um, a lot of you guys like for me to discuss. And so um, we're going to get right into the stats that were just released um, about a week ago as I'm recording this, uh, for the month of June. Of course, these stats are always uh, lagging a little bit behind. Um, that's just the nature of, of monthly statistics. Uh, but there's plenty of interesting information on here, and there's plenty of prognosticating that we can do on the basis of the information that's on here. So we're going to start right away with new listings data. New listings data had the lowest year-on-year print uh, that we've had in a very, very long time. It was minus 17.8% year-on-year. We went from June of 2022 having 2,331 listings, which to this day is still a record month. So it's it's kind of hard to uh, compare it. Let me, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, if you're looking on YouTube, you can see very clearly... Uh, the month of, of June is just way higher, of last year was way higher than any other month. So it was natural that we were going to come in lower, uh, but to be 17.8% lower, we had 1,915 uh, new listings, which isn't even the most that we've had this year. And this is one of the most interesting parts about this new listings data, is at the moment, it the way the trend is, we may have peaked in new listings in the month of March. Uh, Now, when was the last time that happened? You have to go all the way back to 2017 to see the last time that we had a March or even just quarter one peak in new listings data. So that's that's very interesting. And I think that that very well uh, may end up being what happens for this year. We may end up seeing that March data being the peak 
because what happened is as interest rates got high, activity got low, um, and then activity started to rebound in November. November was kind of when uh, buyer demand kind of stabilized nationwide. Um, and then as that happened, then sellers, you know, after we hit like a major, major bottom in December of last year, then sellers started to realize, oh, wait, demand didn't completely just disappear. Demand has stabilized and people are still buying homes. And so then we saw all of a sudden this really crazy ramp up that began in February and really just went strong into March. Um, and uh, and since then, things have, from the standpoint of new listings, things have cooled off. And this is what's contributing to our low inventory environment that we have uh, here in in the Greenville area. But also pretty much my understanding is uh, just about everywhere in, uh, in the U.S. at this point. Um, but with the exception of, of a few markets, like perhaps like Boise or, or perhaps like Las, Las Vegas, I don't follow those markets super closely. Um, but I do know that there are a few that inventory has, has kind of spiked and things have kind of cooled off even more so than we've seen in other areas. Not so in the Greenville Spartanburg area of the upstate. Um, moving right along, pending sales. I always have to caveat, pending sales are always low for some reason, um, and then they revise them uh, later on. So we're not going to look at June's numbers, which are insanely low. It looks like there's a 43% decrease year on year. That's not going to be the case. But we can look at May. May was down month on month from April. April, was we had uh, 1,508 pending sales. That went down to 1,348 in the month of May. And I suspect that June will probably be even lower than May. That's what I think, maybe in the low 1300s or perhaps in the mid 1200s, something like that. Um, and so we're seeing a, you know, just steady declines now. We've we've had over a year now of pending sales, year on year declines. Uh, we're also seeing the month on month decline from April into May. Um, and that makes perfect sense with what I'm seeing. We have seen basically an, an early, kind of an early spike in uh, in the market peaking, or I should say just an early peak in the market. Um, and since April, things have not been quite as crazy. Now, that being said, um, I'm still quite busy. And I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for all of you guys that are listening that have sent me business or that have referred people to me. Incredibly appreciative of that. Like, I can't express how often it's like I get another, you know, someone else that's calling me that needs to sell their home or that needs to, to buy a home or that wants to refer business to me that um, I, I just have a lot of gratefulness for that because I understand, I know personally I have friends that are not making it in this business right now and that are having to drop out. Um, and I don't consider myself better than them. I simply consider myself very fortunate. And so uh, thank you guys for all of that, not to get too emotional here. Um but despite that, from the, the data standpoint, all of the numbers uh, have been going pretty much down. And this pending sales number uh, for the month of May was down 9.3% year on year from uh, when it was 1,486 in May of last year. It was down to 1,348 pending sales. And uh, pending sales are just the count of properties on which offers have been accepted in a given month. So that kind of tells us what's going to happen in the future. So that tells us, okay, closed sales in June are likely to be down. And then if, assuming pending sales in June, once 
the numbers get redacted, uh, it, assuming that those are down, that indicates you know closed sales then in July and August are going to be down. Um, but that being said, they're not down nearly as much as what we saw towards the end of last year. And I've talked about this a few times where we were seeing around 25% decreases in pending sales towards the end of last year, year on year. We're not seeing that. We've not crossed double-digit territory in negative pendings uh, basically since last year, since December of last year. Um, that Will that change? Um, I think it's possible, but I don't think it's going to happen. And that's because we saw the big drop-off in pending sales when rates started going up in June of last year. So we're going to start, we, we may actually, I think it's very possible uh, in the fourth quarter of this year when those pending sales really dove off, I think that we will see some positive pending sale prints. We'll see, we'll have some months this year where pending sales are higher than they were uh, the previous uh, month or the previous year, same month. So we'll have some positive year-on-year prints and pending sales, I believe, at some point this year. Uh, we might have to wait until the fourth quarter for that to happen. Uh, but right now, um, we're still seeing things less than what we had last year. I do think that that's going to change simply because it can't get much worse than what we had towards the end of last year. Um, closed sales. Um, closed sales uh, were up slightly the month of May. That was the first month that we had seen that in a while, and that was driven by that high level of activity that I just talked about in March, and then uh, to a lesser extent in April. That kind of combined to result in a, a very good month of May from a closed sales standpoint. Uh, but June went down 7.3% year on year. So we went from, uh, from 1,704 closings in June of 2023 all the way down to uh, 1,579 June of this year. But that 1,579 number, like the fact that that's a year-on-year decrease of 7.3%, if you're looking at the at the graphic here, that's still a very high number historically. Um, and comparing it to June of last year, which was the second highest on record, the second highest month of closed sales ever on record, it's not surprising that we that we had a seven point three percent decrease year on year. Um, what is interesting is that the decrease, you know, it seems like probably closed sales. Have did peak in May. I think that that will probably hold true. Um, but we didn't see a massive decrease from May to June. May, the, the difference from May to June was only the difference of eight closings. May having 1,587 this year and June of this year having 1,579 closings. Um, so I do think those closing numbers will come down. But I have reason to believe that we're not going to see a precipitous decline. What we're seeing right now is essentially the the baseline of the market, right? When I say demand stabilized, what that essentially means is that all the people that just couldn't afford homes, that were just right on the fringes of being able to afford homes, and then rates started going up, all those people dropped out. When they dropped out, they left all of the fish in the sea, as it were, that could weather the storm of the rates, um, and maybe just wanted to wait and see what would happen, see if these rates... These higher rates were here. We're going to be here for a little bit longer than than they hoped. Um, and once they realized that, then those fish kind of uh, got back to eating uh, in the sea, as it were. And so that's what I think we're seeing here when it comes to closed sales. Now, um, what's 
kind of surprising and honestly not something that I really want to see at all. But um, but days on market until sale actually continued their downward trend. So we, we saw this peak in March of this year, kind of February, March, both uh, kind of peaked around 57, 58 days on market until sale. Um, and, and just in case you haven't listened to me uh, go through this data before, that's the average number of days between when a property is listed and when an offer is accepted in a given month. Um, and the historical, historical norms was around 60-ish days between, you know, between 40 and 60 days was normal. So, um, so we've been seeing uh, up kind of towards the peak of that in February, March of this year, but then it started to come back down. In April, it was 54. In May, it was 44. And now June, we went all the way back down to the 30s, down to 39 days on market until sale. That is, you know, if you get rid of the crazy years between uh, 2021 and 2022 when we saw record lows, this would be one of the lowest numbers that we've ever seen on here. And and for sure, it's lower than any number uh, pre-pandemic. So uh, so we've seen a steady decline in days on market until sale. What that tells me, and you, you know, I, I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit, I was wrong on this. I thought that we were going to see this number go up much higher than those February, March numbers. And instead, that hasn't happened. What's happened is inventory has been so tight that people have still found themselves not in the insane bidding wars that we had the past couple of years, but they've still found themselves in really competitive situations where they're not able to uh, to just wait weeks and weeks and weeks before making an offer on someone on on a property, and uh, and so these days on market have uh, have really come down now compared to the previous year. Again, and there's some seasonality to this. Um, you can look at every year uh, days on market fluctuates, um, and uh, and compared to June of 2022, it was. 18, 18 days on market until sale. I, I, if that wasn't the record all time, I believe that was the all time record. If it wasn't, it was the second craziest days on market until sale number that we've had. So it's way higher than that. And that's great. Listen, nobody, there's not a realtor in the world. Well, (laughs) I should clarify, there might be a listing specialist. There are some realtors that claim to be listing specialists. That's all they, that's all they do. Um, they might be happy when the days on market until sale number is down, but for the rest of us that work with buyer clients, that is an uncomfortable number when it's in the in the teens. Um, Thirty nine is even a bit uncomfortable. I'd much rather have it in the mid forties or the fifties. Um, so I'm hoping that that number jumps back up a little bit. But this number is a major thing to look at to determine, you know, how much of a seller's market are we in? And right now we're still very much in a seller's market. That part I have been saying this entire time. None of this data has changed to the point where we are no longer in a a seller's market. At no point has it. Um, And if it does, I'll I'll be the first one to tell you guys, at least for the Greenville uh, statistics. Uh, Median sales price. So so last month when we did this, this episode, the big uh, headline of the episode was at the price we saw a year-on-year price drop for the first time in forever. Um, well, that reversed in June. In June, we saw an increase uh, of 2.7% year-on-year from June of 2022, which was at uh, 311 and change. 
June of 2023 hopped up to 320,000. That is the highest number we've ever had. So we can we can say prices are not crashing in the Greenville market. Not only are they not crashing, not only have they stabilized, but they have reached a new peak of 320,000. Same story for average sales price. I, I prefer to look at the median. I think that's more accurate. Uh, but the average sales price um, went up 3.5%. Now the average, for those that care, is at 384000 and change. Um, again, I think the median is the, the better way of looking at this. Um, and, you know, 2.7% year on year, um, that's, a, that's a surprisingly high number. So we'll have to see where this continues to go. Um, but right now we're, we're seeing prices staying really strong in, uh, in the Greenville market. And I find that to be quite interesting. Um, housing affordability index, Greenville has changed some of the algorithm here, but one thing you can definitely say for sure is that between both, uh, house prices going up and mortgage rates going up, affordability has gone way down. Um, the housing affordability index is 84. Um, what that means is that the, the, uh, basically the median household income is only able to afford 84% of the median priced home under prevailing interest rates. So that is not a number that anyone wants to see. Um, unfortunately, that is where we are. Now, if interest rates go down, which I don't see happening, uh, at least not going down substantially, um, within the next I don't see them going down substantially within the next several months. I could see them perhaps going down substantially at some point next year, for sure, within the next couple of years. I think that'll happen. Um, then we'll see this number rebound a little bit. We'll see the housing affordability index improve and get a little bit closer to 100. Um, but I'm not sure if it'll ever go back to 100, because once those interest rates, once those mortgage rates start to drop, then demand will increase, um, and that'll push prices up uh, to unhealthy levels again. Um, inventory of homes. This is one that I, I, you know, just discovered is also a bit misleading for the most recent month. So um, when May's numbers came out last month, it said that the inventory was around 3,500, and I remember saying, "Wow, okay, we're approaching that 4,000 uh, home mark, which was kind of the pre-pandemic norm." But then this month they revised May down to 3,000 which is essentially where we've been since January. We've been hovering around 3,000 homes on market um, all year since January. Uh, and so June's number is 300, uh, th sorry, 3,774, which would be a 45% increase year on year, but I actually think that that's probably gonna be closer to like 3,200 once they revise this. So we're still not close to the pre-pandemic norms, but we are seeing a little bit more inventory coming up, um, staying on market, um, even though we've got that days on market until sale number really low, um, I'm seeing a lot of inventory that is staying, staying on the market for a few weeks. Um, what we're not seeing as much of as we had, you know, pre pandemic is these homes staying on the market for months and months and months. Um, those homes that were doing that either were taken off market or, um, or ended up selling. And so, here, here we are. We're just in a low inventory state, and so the month's supply of inventory. This is, this is uh, 
taking the inventory of homes for sale at the end of a given month divided by the average uh, monthly pending sales from the last 12 months. So this is taking two numbers that are wrong because we've already I've already told you that the pending sales number is is wrong for the previous month and the uh, inventory number is wrong th- for the previous month. They're they're both uh, they're both skewed as if we have a lot more homes on the market than we really do, um, and a lot fewer sales than we than we really do. And so it's saying that we're at three months of inventory, but really I think it's closer to two and a half, maybe two point six months of inventory once this all gets revised. Um, last month when the May numbers were out, I believe it was two point nine for May, and then that got revised down to two point four months. What does that mean? That means that, uh, again, very much the seller's market. Anything traditionally below six months of inventory is considered a seller's market. I would say anything for the current norm, anything below five months of inventory for for our market here is going to feel like a seller's market. I think if we see it go above five, I think at that point people would really start to feel like, okay, this is more of a buyer's market. Um, but at around in the mid twos um, or the threes. It, it does not feel like a buyer's market because it's not. That is very, very squarely a seller's market. These are still very historically very, very low month supply of inventory numbers. And I don't see this changing anytime soon. I mean, really, the thing that could potentially drive changes here is if a bunch of foreclosures came into the market, and there is no data supporting that that is going to happen anytime soon. Um, And so, um, long story short, we have a, a resilient market just on so many levels to see those home prices bounce back and to have a median increase, that that 2.7 year-on-year increase is the second highest that we've had all year. The highest that we had was January, which had a 6.5% year-on-year increase. Um, and so that's pretty crazy. I, I think that that means that we're going to be continuing to, to see prices go up uh, marginally. I, I did say last uh, uh, last time that we talked about, I I believe it was last time we talked about this, I said that I think we will have a few negative prints as we go against some of these higher months from last year. And so that's why I was a little bit surprised that that we had this increased June. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if when the July numbers come out, if July year on year is a negative. Um, But we're going to see a little bit of fluctuation happening this year with the end result, I believe, with the 12 month, uh, you know, once we get to December, uh, I think we'll say we'll, we'll be able to de- definitively say that we saw some uh, a decent bit of uh, of the median sales price growth for the entire year. Um, but uh, but yeah, now we can officially say that the average home in Greenville, or at least if you want to be official, the median home in Greenville costs three hundred twenty thousand um, dollars, and that number appears for the time being to uh, to just be going up. So that's all I have for you guys today. If you have any questions about any of that, please let me know. You guys have all my contact information in the show notes. Appreciate everyone listening. Please, if you appreciate the show, rate, review, subscribe. Don't miss any episodes. Follow my YouTube channel. Search for Stan McCune on there. Don't search for Selling Greenville because someone else has that channel. Um, So search for my name. You'll find me. Um, but 
Until next time, I appreciate all you guys. Stay safe, and we will talk again next week. 